Welcome to another episode of The Light Shed. I'm your host, Christian Santiago, and I'm here with my fellow host, Chris T. Ramos, or Chris Ramos, or as most of you know him, as Bams. Or as Christy. <laughs> Christy. <laughs> Official podcast laugh. Nah, but um, yeah, so um, we're here today to uh, just kind of get more of a well-rounded episode since in the past we've kind of been uh, just kind of practicing, getting comfortable on this thing and um, just trying to figure everything out. We're still learning, so bear with us. But we are trying to buckle down a bit today and kind of just get a little bit more organized as to what we're trying to get out with the show. So who better to start and set this off with than our good friend Emmanuel Reyes um, of Eightfold Studios. He's a fantastic artist, all around good dude and uh, someone you should get to know. So here we are and... uh, Chris and I will be uh, shedding some light on this particular individual. And so, uh, why don't you say hello, big dog? What's good, man? And, uh, yeah, and Manny, too. <laughs> hello, everybody. How are you doing today? No doubt, no doubt. Um, our good friend Bam just cracked open his beer, and things are about to get a bit real in here. Well, of course, of course. I got I to gotta crack that podcast beer. Also, wanna, I want to say, you know, today is Veterans Day. And I want to thank Mr. May, uh, Mr. Reyes for his uh, service. Hoorah. Oh, hoorah. What up? There hoorah. you go. There you go. Oh, be, yeah. Now, if that's the case, Reyes. then I got to give a shout out to my brother, too. <laughs> and in that case, I'd like to give a shout out to all my, my brothers and sisters who are serving out there in the military. God bless you. Thank you for your sacrifices. And I hope you guys come, out, come home safe. For those who are out there and for those who are here, stay safe. Cheers. Nice. nice. Cheers. And uh, that's a good segue. So good looking out, Bams. Um, so what people don't know is you do have uh, somewhat of a military background before any of this uh, tattooing business started kind of popping off. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about it? I do, actually, yes. No. Speaking to the mic, big home, yeah. I would tell you about it, sure. What, what would you like to know? Well, first and foremost, what made you join the military? Well, I would like to say that it was some kind of patriotic uh, decision that I made, but it really wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I really had no place to go. I got, I kind of got fired from my job. I got kicked out of my apartment. I had nothing else going for me. And uh, I was like, man, man, what am I going to do? Am I going to live in the streets? Like, Hell no, man. Let's go be badass. So nice. I decided I wanted to do, uh, what did I want to do? I want to do special forces, you know? So I, I did my research. I, I went online and looked up everything. And well, hold up. What exactly is special forces? Special forces, you know, SEALs, uh, Rangers, All right, uh, cool. Delta Force, you know. Got it. That, all that uh, Rambo stuff. All that badass shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I went online. I looked up all the information and I, I decided uh, I couldn't decide between the Navy or the Marines. So I filled up all of both, I guess, both information, both forms. And I was like, whoever calls me first would be the place that I went to. So fortunately, well, I, mean, I can't say fortunately or unfortunately, but the, the Navy called me first. And so I agreed, and then keep my word. I hung up. The Marines called me right after, oh. and I was like, "Oh man, I wish, bro." You couldn't flip it. I could have, but you know, I I gave my word. You know, your word's your bond. You word. know what I'm saying? That's what's up. But yo, I would have loved to play those fucking uniforms, man. Mm-hmm. When they fucking wear that shit, man, that shit looks sharp. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, I went into the military. Uh, so I, I feel I feel like uh, I, I could I wanted. Uh, so yeah, so the Navy, the Navy. I, I was thinking about doing the SEALs. Right. When I actually got into boot camp, um, it turns out that I can't be a SEAL because I don't have 2020 vision. So nice. my recruiter failed to tell me that. Uh. Bad, bad man. <laughs> and so, and anyway, well, it's a good thing. But though, yo, technically, you wouldn't be able to back out at that point anyway, right? What do you mean? Like you wouldn't, if, if you No, well, well, see, the thing in the Navy, the military, is that you go in, let's say I went in as a BU. As a BU, I could have still have done special forces. It's just try out. If I would have made it qualified, then they would have taken me. But since I, I, I couldn't, I was already disqualified because of my, my sight. I just, I just stuck as a BU. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I would have made it anyway. All right. Those dudes would get up an hour early, two hours before everybody else. And you're waking up at five, six o'clock as a regular person. As a SEAL, you're waking up three, four in the morning. Yeah. You know, because you have to do SEAL stuff and then everybody else's stuff. You know, the regular yeah, yeah, boot camp yeah. stuff. So anyway, but, you know, that didn't happen. And I just stayed as a BU, which is pretty cool because the BU is, uh, is part of the CBs. Uh, mm -hmm. The CBs is uh, short for Construction Battalion. Mm -hmm. um, so we were pretty much a support unit for, for the Marines or, or the Army. Mm -hmm. The difference between a battalion and a fleeter mm -hmm. is that the fleets are in the ocean, the battalions on ground. So me being a battalion unit, you know, that's why I went to Iraq. No, nah, nah, I didn't go to Iraq, but Afghanistan and Mm -hmm. CBs would go to Iraq or wherever, anywhere. They call them dirt sailors because they didn't ever see the ocean. Mm -hmm. So that, that's that's what I did in the military. And uh, I guess when, I, when the way I was introduced uh, with, to tattooing is uh, on my. Well, no, hold on, hold on. So let's just because I want to just kind of develop all this, right? So you go into into the Navy. Yeah. You become a BU. BU stands for builder and is the equivalent of a construction worker. In the civilian world. All right. And so you do this for how long? Uh, eight years. Eight years of my life. Well, it was it was reserved, too. So, it, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't like it was crazy. But you were right. still, all right, but you put in eight years of this? Yeah, I did one deployment. And that deployment lasted eight months. And from there, you went into tattooing. But how was that introduced, being that you were a BU in the Navy? Well, I was always drawing. Um, and then... Uh, I don't know. I just got the curiosity of it, of, of just like wanting to learn what the process was to, of tattooing. So I bought myself a machine from like, I don't know, some online store. It was like some like, like fake gold plated skull machine that probably didn't work. I didn't even know if it was a good <laughs> machine or not. Like I had no idea. Mind you, I've never gotten tattooed before. I've never gotten a tattoo and I've never done one. Mm -hmm. But I ordered it anyway and it came with like, it was like a starter kit, you know, whatever. So it came, it came in the mail. I was all excited. I think I have a couple of pictures and all my friends like, yo, man, yo, you got a machine, bro. Yo, yo you, tat, you do tats? And like, no, I don't do, I just got it. But I'm just like trying to learn. They won't ask me for anything because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But they they won't they won't stop bothering you. They don't care, man. They, yeah. It's like yo, I don't care, bro. Just fucking yo, tap that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. All right. So what happened is when we were at, over in Afghanistan, we were at, uh, Fob uh, Ramrod. Um, I decided to tattoo myself. 
Because, you know, since everyone's going to be asking me, it was inevitable that I'm going to have to do it anyway. Because, mm-hmm. yo, someone calls you, what are you, a bitch? Hold up. So, you, now, you so you're stationed in Afghanistan when this, this whole thing sparked up. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a big, that's a big well, detail. Well, I was, well, were I you was at, So you're, were you at, at was, war? Huh? War, technically? Well, yeah. It was, it was during uh, uh, in Iraqi freedom. All right. Uh, uh, you know, so it was, it was in the, uh, I was kind of like going the down the slope of the peak of that whole war. Mm-hmm. You know, I caught like the ass end of it. I think. Regardless, you're still in Afghanistan, right? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a big deal. So we were at this fob, uh, uh, fob ramrod. And the thing with fob is there were howitzers out there. Howitzers are these big cannons that people shoot <clears throat> with, with literally, it's literally a cannon. I, I believe you pull it with a string. I'm not too sure. I've never seen them. But I, trust me, I've heard them. <laughs> so uh, they were they were a couple of miles away, but these guns are so loud. These mm-hmm. cannons are so loud that you can hear it and it makes the wall shake. Mm-hmm. So my first tattoo experiences was with these machines going off and I'm here tattooing. I don't, I, I don't even know if I have the right liner needle <laughs> in the right tube. I think I had a liner in a mag tube. So mm-hmm. like the needle was moving all around. Yeah. So I so for, so so for all those that don't know, so a mag is what you put a shader needle into, right? Yeah, yeah. So so think of it this way: a mag is a paintbrush, uh, like uh, that you paint the wall with, mm-hmm. like those big ones, you know, those yeah. flat ones, and a a liner is just like a pencil tip. Well, basically, I'm, what I'm trying to get is to just describe it. So you got a needle yeah. that goes in, and the yeah. and the width of the mag yeah, so is the, to the width of the needle. <laughs> Yeah, it's supposed to be. Supposed but when be. I was doing it, I had the liner inside the mag right. tube, so the needle was moving all over the place. Right there, you go. So I had no idea what I was doing, and and oh my god! So we were, I remember a five ram run. No one, no one really checks on you because you're you're outside the main base. You know, you're, those howitzers that I was telling you about, what their job is to do, I think, mm-hmm. is to do support fire or to illuminate the skies when 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 they're called for. Right. So that's the kind of base. Like it was so dark out there, so lonely. Like you can see the stars at night when there's mm-hmm. no moon, like clear. Yeah. Like, like when you go camping so or some shit. Beautiful. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. twilight, like mm-hmm. twilight hours. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, so my friends, you know, like we were all there, you know, part of the CSCT, the convoy element security. We're driving trucks and shit around. Uh, we were all at this, at this fob and they were just like, oh, come on, man. Come on. You got to do it. So we started doing it. We would, put on Pantera, started drinking beers, vodka, and just uh, like tattooing at, at nighttime. I had to <laughs> pump the music because I couldn't let the machines be heard because it's illegal to tattoo while you're in the military on another soldier, especially. You know what I'm saying? Like you, That's not a no, hell no, you don't do that. If, 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 if any of the higher ups would find out, I would have been in trouble. Oh shit! So so yeah, so that's that's how it pretty so much you took, got my, you took a risk. Start. You so you were you're risking your life while taking a risk with your career. Yeah, in order to, to what, transition, well, uh, to, not on, even on you don't even soldiers know. who are risking themselves like, and everything. So and, it's just a risky situation. Yeah, not only are you risking a bad tattoo, but you're also risking infections. Word. Like what, that's a, that's a very important thing because like we're out there sweating all day. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tattooing like the inside of people's arms. Like if that gets infected, Word. you know, but nothing of like that happened, man. I, I feel like. <clears throat> well, that's a good sign though. Yeah. But even still, that's pretty ill that everybody is just risk all, all around risk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in the, down to your life. Yeah. But it was so <laughs> badass. It was so badass. 
I don't even hear the howitzers anymore, babe. Boom! I just keep lining. <laughs> Whatever, man. So, well, all right. So that being said, so before you even got into that, you already were doing this to yourself. I would, I would assume, right? Yeah, yeah. Before I, I started tattooing my thigh, as soon as I, oh my god, I put the needle into me for the first time. I did a line. And I was like, oh my god, this is a big fucking mistake. I just ruined myself forever. <laughs> my mom is gonna be so upset. <laughs> <laughs> So I did the outline, and then we got we got missile attack. Like we got we, the, the alarms went off. Like, yeah, <laughs> that means you got to go into the bunkers. You know, they all started banging on your door. Yeah, bunkers, 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 and you're fucking. Meh. Oh shit, bunkers. Got that shit. Wrap bunkers, it up. what lay low kind of deal? Yeah, yeah, like the cement thing. Like everybody goes in there. Mm-hmm. Pack it nut to butt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> nut to butt. <laughs> yeah, because, 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 yeah, for example, so if some, something, there's an attack in a base, you know, you have your crew, your, your roamers, I forgot they're called, but there's, you know, not everybody is going to have a weapon and start killing each other, you know what I mean? Because, like, so you have to go into bunkers and then, and then the team comes out and secures the, uh, the area. And then you, once everything is secure, then you come out. But by the time we got out, it was like two hours later, I wasn't going to start tattooing myself. Uh, by that time, it was, I'm tired. Smart. So then that's when we picked it up when we got shipped to the, to the FOB. And then that's when I picked up tattooing. <clears throat> uh, I started tattooing my, 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 my shipmates. Well, hold on. So, so you were in the, in, in the Navy for eight years. Yeah. Where within the eight years did you start doing the tattoos? Uh, well, Towards my, the end of the career. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because, let me see. I want to say that I've been tat- I was tattooing three. I'm going to have to do the math, but I know it's towards the end of the career. Because my decision to end my military career is that I wanted to keep getting tattooed. You know, and I wanted to keep doing this. And then just doing the drills and stuff was, I, I, didn't, I, I had a good career in the military. And I wanted to end it on a high note. And I knew tattooing was going to conflict with each other. Where? So I just decided to end my contract and just not re-enlist. But I loved it, man. I fucking loved the military. Well, that's what's up, though. But, I mean, from there, you took off. You went right into tattooing. That's what you I decided? Went, I got myself a, a, an apprenticeship at Screaming Inc. in Fairlawn, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian Schaefer was, was the one who is, was responsible for me. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot from there. Don't. Never looked back. I was also, since I was in the reserves, I was a construction, right? So I made a decision to, like, I don't have any kids and I wasn't, and I'm not married. So if, I was, I, I, want, I knew I wasn't really that happy mm-hmm. with the jobs that I had, especially with the politics and being in the union. Mm-hmm. So I took a leap of faith. I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I quit everything. And I, I did my apprenticeship. I was living off of my unemployment. And for and uh, after my deployment ran out, I, I started living off the money I saved from the deployment, mm-hmm. and all the, I got myself in the car when I came back. All that, all that, like helped me survive. It, my apprenticeship wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for like an employment and the money that I have saved. So basically, you took what what you earned and all what you basically got from being in the Navy and instantly went transition and applied it to tattooing, right? Pretty much, to yeah. start off and just overall, I mean, obviously there's a certain level of discipline that is involved with being in the military. Yes. I bring that up to my brother, for example. <clears throat> my brother uh, was, 
I, I would say a big dog in the in the Navy. Uh, he had a 25 year career, um, and he recently retired. Oh yeah, who? Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty dope. But that motherfucker is like, you know, 15 minutes early, like yeah, super yeah, yeah, healthy, yeah, yeah, PT yeah, 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 yeah. all the time, like You're super yeah, healthy, yeah, yeah. like. It made him. It made an ill man out of him. You know, if you would, if you would have met him when he was nineteen, it makes your OCD ten times worse. Mm-hmm. That too. I mean, down to like your garments. Yeah, but I kept getting day. in trouble for not shaving. That's my thing. I got a sensitive face, man. Mm-hmm. I can't shave every day like these guys do. Yeah, he, he, was, he told me. Yeah, they used to shave pretty much every fucking day. Yeah, that that that's my thing. I can't. I can't. I can't shave. But yeah, but, but I, I love the military. If they were to say, if they had to call me back. Joe Biden would be like, hey, we're going to war. We need everybody who can command a weapon to help. You would be out. I'd be out. That's some ill patriot just, shit. Just because, just because of my... Because, you know, when, when, when the, one, like, the one thing that they really push on you is that you're not, I'm not, you're not in there for anybody else but the person next to you. Like, you know, when you're out there, you know what I mean? Oh, like, sure, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like a brotherhood, you know what I mean? And Word. It's like a family out there. Oh, yeah. I, you know, the, the only regret that I have is that there's not enough time to keep up with everybody that I've met. You know what I mean? Like call back, check yeah, in my on bro- everyone. My, bro- my brother said, so in his 25 years, like the first, like, I don't know, let's say 10 years, he had made all these friends. He tried to keep up with people. Yeah. And then he said it was just so disappointing that, you know, it just inevitably falls apart. But isn't that, that he stopped making tight friends, you know, like he would just always be like, I'm not going to. Isn't that beautiful, though, that there's too many good people out there? Like, like it's kind of hard to, to like not like it, it's difficult to not make friends. Right. And you don't want to make these friends because you build attachments to them. Right, right, right. And then, he, you know, it's kind of like, oh, now I've never seen him again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you have that go like, gosh, with so many people, man, like yeah, yeah. It, it's a, that's, a, that's a good problem to have, I would say. No, nah, for sure. No, nah, uh, and I mean, somehow, some way, if, if the universe brings you back together, that that's an open door. Yeah. You made that type of establishment. But thank God for social. Like, uh, I want to say thank God for it, but you know, thank man. Yeah, yeah. People, humans, mm-hmm. for social media. But then <laughs> it kind of makes it worse. I feel almost like, well, well, you got social media now, and you still can't keep in touch. Like, damn, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> but it's not even about that. It's just like our mindsets. You know what I mean? Our on everyday, our every, our everyday lives, whatever it may be. So, like, when you're when you're when you have time for yourself, pretty much all, at least for me, all I want to do is just chill, like Word. stare at a wall. Oh, yo! Before I lose my train of thought. So, um, there it is. Uh, so when you tattooed your leg yeah. in Afghanistan, was that the first tattoo you ever got? Yeah, the first tattoo I ever got was the first tattoo I ever did. Wow. The only time I was at a tattoo shop was to get pierced. Mm. I mean, you know, so, I mean, it's scary, man. You know, people always say, oh, you should be a tattoo. You should be a tattoo. You sell your art, sell your art. But like. When you're young, man, and the idea of marking somebody, and I know myself, people yeah. may think I'm a good artist, but I know when I was young, I was like, I fucking suck, man. Hell no. Well, I mean, that's but every whatever, Regardless, yeah. regardless of what, you know, yeah. the truth was, that's the way I felt, yeah. you know? But, but when, as I got older, I feel like I saw what the process was. And if I knew that back then, I probably would have done it. 
Yeah, but not for not in all fairness to being an artist, right? Even now that people are big on, you know, uh, on on having you ink them up, right? Somehow, some way within you, even if it's not out loud, you still critique yourself and still are hard on yourself in a way. Are you? Because I, because I, you know, as an artist, that's a, that's a very, very, very good question. That's I'm a very good like question. That. Like in my mind, I'm like people are, like you guys love this mural. And I could point out a million things about it that I don't love. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good question. There's mm-hmm. two ways you can go about that. You can you can you can say you, you can sit there and, and critique yourself and be like, oh man, this stinks. I could have done. I'll, next time I will do better. Or you know, you can you can do that. But when you do it that way, I feel like you put a negative energy into your stuff. Mm-hmm. And so doing so, I feel like you you limit yourself. You block yourself because you judge yourself and you're afraid of how you're going to judge yourself so when you when when you when you're in the in the opportunity to create you don't allow yourself to break the barriers because you're afraid of failure you understand what i'm saying no no i, I follow oh, yeah, yeah yeah so so like when when you sit there and you judge yourself it's like uh you know i could have done this whatever I mean, yeah. which is cool which is good you know people do it i, I was going to say that's more of an that's a, that that would be like an individual thing right cuz i guess for know? me it's like if you don't how can i put it if i don't if i don't do that then i almost feel like i'm where out in my mind i want to be does yeah. that make sense yeah yeah right like but you could also look at this way right you can just forget about trying to win let's just say let's just say in, in winning i'm talking about like you saying yeah this is awesome that's a win yeah you know you can let's just let's just say you forget about that forget about the concept of winning let's just say mm-hmm. you know when when you get rid of that concept, right? Mm-hmm. There you you leave room, you leave room, you leave, you have a void, and that void gets filled in with practice, with practice. Mm-hmm. And by that, what I mean is that let's say, all right, it's a game. It's all a game. When I sit there and tattoo, it's a fucking game. And when I'm playing this game, right? Mm-hmm. If I were to sit there. And, and, and worry about not fucking up, well, I'm going to fuck up. Mm-hmm. But if I sit there and practice and practice my good habits, mm-hmm. well, then it doesn't matter what I, what I'm, what I fear because it's going to come out good regardless because you're not thinking about anything else but your good habits that you're putting into it. Word. And there at the same time, you're getting rid of all that negativity. Mm-hmm. You know, you limit those walls that you put up you put up for yourself because you don't fear of a failure, you know, rather than be like, Oh, I hope I don't fuck this up. Well, how fucking, how good can I make this tattoo? Word, I, I you know, what, what's the best yeah. way I can express it's like intention it? and shit. Yeah. Like should, the there's intention? two ways of thinking about things. Nah, for sure. I mean, I know that. Yeah. I, I just know like, that's more, again, more to yeah. like the individual, like you saying that sounds good coming out of your mouth. It's a practice. I, I'm like, yeah, it goes with yeah. who you are as a yeah. person in a way. Well, I'm, I have, um, how can I put this? Every artist is different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Bottom line. But you can still rewire yourself only because you, I, or this might get a little deep and just bring me back if, if I get too far out. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're wired with all habits. That's all we are. Us as For people, sure. no doubt. Us, all, what, all we are is a chain of habits that we put together in our lifetimes, mm-hmm. right? Word. That's what makes us who we are. Yeah, that's fair to say. 
Now, if a habit, right, sorry, a habit, I feel, remember, I'm, I'm, I don't have a degree. I don't study this shit. This is just me studying myself. Mm -hmm. A habit, right, is just something that you picked up and you do over and over again. It becomes fucking muscle memory, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you were to pay attention to that habit and correct it every single time and don't let it slip, mm -hmm. well, then you can change that. And within changing that, what you're doing, I feel, is you're rewiring your brain. Mm -hmm. So if you can rewire your habits, you rewire your brain, you create new habits and you create new outcomes. That's pretty dope. That's just, that's just what, that's just what I feel. <laughs> no, that's ill. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. So, but you have to pay attention to yourself. Yeah, yeah for and you sure. Can't, you, you know, just look without judging. Word. Just look. Oh, shit. Look, I do that. Uh, let me, let me just, you know, keep in mind that this is what I do. Word. So next time it, I, I'm in the practice. No, that's dope. I, I pay attention. Oh, and, and I correct it. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. That's very cool, man. <laughs> and I feel, I feel that that's that's what that thinking helped me uh, excel my 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 my, my skills. That's dope. Nah, that's dope. That's a real cool thing. Hey, look at that Thanks. shit. I'm glad we went that route. Thanks. That was a good question. But that was a well, good I question. No doubt. Thank you, man. But uh, yeah, so from there, um, so your first tattoo was your tattoo. Um, I mean, the first tattoo you got was the tattoo you did on your leg in yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, you leave the military. You start working at Screaming Inc. under, was it Ian Schaefer? Ian Schaefer. On the, yeah, Billy Monroe's Screaming Inc. He'll fucking get mad at me if I don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> up. All right, well, word up. Well, shout out to them. Billy Monroe and Ian Schaefer. Check them out. And uh, how long were you an apprentice for them? Uh... A long time, uh, about four years as an apprentice, right? Nice. I did four years as an apprentice, but I stayed there for a while. I can't like do you the started math. working there, yeah. Don't ask me how many years, but I can't remember. But what happened, it's crazy. What happened was that I was part of three apprentices and four main artists, and then there was Billy, right? Two of the apprentices left after they, they they succeed their program and then all the artists all the main artists leave like you know not not like in a day's time frame but like within a month's period you know what i mean oh shit everybody pretty much leaves leaving me to be the head fucking tattooer mm -hmm. so i went from four years of like watching people do things to like jumping and gain the, the, the front seat of things. You know what, what I mean? It was a lot of fucking pressure. Like all the, like it was a lot of pressure, but yeah, I, I, I work great under pressure. Mm -hmm. But like the big pieces started coming in. I got so fucking lucky. Cause like Ian, Ian left. You know what I mean? And, uh -huh. and I was like the next one up for yeah. black and gray. And Billy doesn't really throw things at anybody cause it's his business. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's gotta be smart about who he gives things to. Yeah. So I got I got all the big pieces, man. And it was so it was, I remember it being so much pressure. I would go home, I would like study, I would, I would like draw, <laughs> go in there with a plan. Word. And you know, not knowing I'm what I'm doing is pretty much just like replicating what I saw. Mm -hmm. You know? Cause like these guys know what they were doing. They would go to these conventions and just like the conventions that back then were amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing. The shows were amazing. Well, what, what, like, what about what year was that? Uh, what do you say? Roughly. What, what, what year would that was that then? 
about 2011, 12. Yeah, 2012. 14 around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. a while the What was it? The Hammerstein Ballroom, right? It yep. was open at that time. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was the first convention I'd been to. And I remember it was so packed. The lights were dim. It was so Badass, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hammerstein Ballroom always had a good tattoo convention because it's a great layout for anything. But they yeah, always well, had yeah, a great... that spot was dope. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean I've been there a few times, but yeah. not for a convention. You know, I, I I would assume it would look a little bit different, right? More lighting. Yeah, yeah, like more that. lighting yeah. and the way everything's laid out and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. This convention is so good. I remember. Yeah, these guys are you know they were kicking ass. Yo, Billy was up there just like manning the front. Bringing people in, and he had the tattooers in the back, just like this tight ass table, like, like smaller than this table. He had four tattooers working there, and I remember I was apprenticing, and like they would be like, "Manny, get me a get me a liner, blah blah blah," and and I would have to get I would have to get them a liner, and uh, I would have to get them like their stuff, and um, I don't know what was I saying. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah I was to get them at, liners and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, they're fucking liners and shit because I kept asking for it. And they were tattooing and their gear was like underneath the table where the legs were. Yeah. So luckily I'm fucking skinny as fuck. <laughs> and, and, and you had to get all this shit and not fucking like. Word, yeah. Without ta- without bothering yeah, to interrupt them yeah. while they're getting tattooed. Uh, while they're tattooing. Yeah. So, you know, so, so it was pretty fucking, it was pretty intense. So, you know, I learned a lot from them. And so I was just trying to mimic them. When, when, when it was my turn to run the fucking shop. Word. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I, I did a couple of years of that. <clears throat> and then, I don't know, I just, I, I feel like, I felt, I just felt like I had to, like, go test the waters or something. I, my time, my time at that shop was, I, was, was up. I feel like um, I wanted to learn from other artists, you know? And then I had true, to yeah. It was pretty tough, though. It was pretty tough leaving that shop. It, it was, you know, like... Uh, these are the people that, 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 you know, opened the doors to me, you know, like yeah, yeah. showed me everything, you know, showed me everything uh, pretty much that I knew at the time. Word. Also, when you were up but there. But that's what's up, though. I mean, everybody got to take. If, if you felt like you needed to go to the next thing, then that, that it is what it is, man. That's all fair, you know? Yeah, yeah. I can see how it would suck leaving, though. You huh? know what I mean? Yeah, it, it sucks was to move on from things, period. Especially it was the first one, you know what I mean? Word. But then uh, from there, I went. I, I started going to Philadelphia, and then uh, and then I started working at Shotzi's, and then from Shotzi's to Bayonne, and Bayonne I opened up my own shit. And there you have it, a man went after the thing, he got the thing. Boom. <laughs> Is that it? No, hell no. Huh. Um, so that being said, uh, moving forward. Uh, now you've apprenticed, you moved on from that shop. Where in all of this do you, uh, I don't know, just go on to where you are now? Well, I, <clears throat> I, well, I started my own business. Uh, so I kind of have a vision. I, 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 I kind of don't like having a boss. I'm always late and I hate getting in trouble. I figured if I have my own shop, that I don't have to get in trouble anymore. <laughs> and I can pick all the tattoos that I want to do. <laughs> Word. Because, like, tattooing is great. But, like, with everything great comes comes certain things that you're like, eh, you know. Yeah. And uh, I just don't like to be bothered when I'm working. <laughs> nah. You know what I mean? And, I, and at a tattoo shop, a street shop, which is, I love tattoo street shops, but, like, 
you know, some people just come in and they, they, they want to know about tattoos and you want to talk to them. You want to give them the full attention. Uh. But like to break the focus that I have on the piece that I'm doing right you know, in front of me is, yeah. and to go back to it is pretty tough. Well, that's fair. I feel you. So you think you produce better work, obviously, by just having your own space with your canvas, basically. I just, I just, I just. Uh, I mean, I, I would, I would flow better that I, well, way too. I feel like art is is personal. I think it's very Where? personal, and I, I feel like art is not just in like the production of from hand to to paper. It's everything. The art, the artist is like his environment. You know what I mean, like. It, 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 the whole environment needs to be flow in order for it to be fucking for you to put out you know stuff if if the the environment isn't flowing if it's too crowded if it's too like if it's fighting itself you know then you're gonna get you know you're not gonna get the most out of your creativity i feel i feel i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm the only one on this we're not uh and yeah so how can people uh how can people find you scream out in the streets Manny! <laughs> Manny! <laughs> here <laughs> you can go to my website it's uh adfstudios.com how's that spelled just so these people know number eight letter f studio is st what is that well it's eight f studio so yeah, the, the yeah. number eight the letter F studios.com. Studio. No, no S. Oh, studio, studio. with no S at the end. Dot com. Yeah. Eightfoldstudio.com. Yeah. Um, what about all your social media? Eightfold Studio. Eightfold Studios <laughs> on Instagram? Yeah. Uh, studio 8F. Studio 8F. Go to Studio 8F. Uh, the, check out those photos, those photos on that Instagram of me working was shot by a great photographer named Chris T. Chris <laughs> T. Ramos. You know him as the guy from having a bear of bam. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> he sounded just like you. Yeah, that was weird <laughs> as fuck. So yeah, so so you know, so just so you know, so you can appreciate that artwork too. It's not just my artwork, but it's the photographer's artwork as well. 